top shelf fantasy. Hey, what's going on, Shelfies? Week six roundup. Let's go. Top shelf podcast number 221. This is October 17th. We got Monday Night Football going between the Chargers and the Broncos. Watching Russell Wilson puke down his shoes already. Uh, go ahead and find us on our website to hear all that wonderful insight about puking on shoes at topshelffantasy.com or on Twitter with uh, some actual more important news at topshelffntsy. Uh, Instagram has the lovely pictures for you, and Facebook is, well, whatever we feel like putting out there. Um, so, again, week six roundup. We're going to go over some buy low, sell high, who should hold, who you should fold, and some top talents. Uh, started off with the big news of the day. I feel like um, over the weekend, everyone saw a certain wide receiver get himself fired on the sidelines, uh, a la Antonio Brown. Uh, Robbie Anderson shot his way out of the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, we saw this happening this offseason even. He was kind of outspoken. You didn't know if he was going to even play there for a single down. And then came out week one, he looked great. <clears throat> Since then, nothing. Like, literally nothing. And then this this seemed to all come to a boiling point uh, during this game. And he's yelling at his wide receiver coach and then the head coach. And then next thing you know, he's in the locker room. And then come Monday, he's, he's on Arizona. So um, probably a good thing for all parties to press the reset button. Uh, I don't think his value moves that much. Uh, we know Hollywood, this kind of ties into another piece of news that Hollywood is going to miss some time with a foot injury over in Arizona, but you got DeAndre Hopkins coming back. So we'll see how Robbie Anderson fits in. Probably a quarterback upgrade, even though Kyler hasn't been great. So I guess you, you give him a little bit of bump to value there, but yeah. it is what it is. PJ Walker Baker Mayfield's not going <laughs> to, I mean, any place I think is an upgrade for him. Like you go to Texans or, anywhere it's an upgrade but yeah um depending who you listen to hollywood brown is out for the year but in more news he's only out for six weeks um so of course Schefter's out there right away he's out for the year every owner of him and dynasty is scrambling they're, they're trying Schefter. to trade for a guy like oh wait six weeks isn't i mean it sucks like i think dow said he comes back that's right before the fantasy playoffs and I mean, it's good that you get him back if you do make the playoffs. But I mean, he's been fine all year. Like top ten receiver talent, losing him is is just freaking massive for your team. And the problem is, we saw him do this last year. Like he had a great first, I don't know, six eight weeks, and then kind of just fell off naturally without the injury. So now it sucks to see him pick up an injury, and then you have to sit there and question what he's going to be when he comes back. Anyways, plus the offense is different with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he had picked the worst time to pick up this injury. So it um, just sucks all around for Hollywood owners. Like you said, if you listen to Schefter, you probably panicked and said he's out for the year. Let me move him for something. Um, Let me drop him. Yeah. It pisses me off about Schefter. He's got to be the so dramatic guy that says he's out for the year so that people just race to drop. You know, it, it, I mean, I think you shouldn't because obviously it's you have waivers to come up anyway but there's a hundred percent people that dropped him because they're like oh done for the year yeah because, yeah like oh waivers tomorrow fuck i'm just gonna have him off my roster because yep. why not or pick but, up or pick up a guy for tonight's game kind of thing right yeah in a weird world where yeah, you pick up josh palmer and you drop him. him yeah you, you he was sitting on your bench and you can drop him and pick up a guy to play tonight i mean i doubt that happened in a lot of leagues but <sighs> stupid chef there that's true that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna move on from Schefter, piece of <laughs> piece of garbage. Uh, In better news, yeah, we already talked you. about it a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins, yes, he's back. This, I mean, that worked out as bad as the injury was. It sucks losing Hollywood Brown on your team. You get Robbie Anderson, definitely not Hollywood Brown, but a field stretcher, and you get DeAndre Hopkins back. Perfect, perfect mm-hmm. timing. And then Rondo Moore looked great last week. He's finally fully healthy. Poor, poor Greg Dorch is like, come on. Like, I I was so good for four <laughs> weeks, guys. And like, he's like, yeah, um, Holly Brown's out. He's like, oh, you know what? We're going to trade a fucking seventh round pick for Robbie Anderson. Yeah, it's, Greg, that is Greg Dorch had like 12 hours where he thought he had a role again. <laughs> that like, is, no. It is kind of strange. I mean, I get going after Anderson because, to be honest, he didn't really do much since his days with the Jets. And he's still a good, talented player. He just, you know, fell into Matt Rule's system. But 
it, it, Dorch was good. Why, why are we, you know, as an organization going after someone else? I, I you know, you already had the guy. I yeah. do think Robbie Anderson bought himself uh, a little bit more length on his leash, if you will, in his post-game presser where his whole comment was, I'm just here to win. I'm, I want to contribute to a football team. I play this game because I love it and I'm not on the field and I'm not getting thrown to. I'm frustrated. That's why I'm barking at people. Fair yeah. enough for response for a guy who's dumb as a box of rocks. So the uh, the tricky part for him is going to be to come in and, and learn the offense while you have DeAndre Hopkins, you know, demanding 10 plus targets a game. You saw Hollywood Brown have those games where he was between 11 and 14 targets for almost consistently. So if yeah, Hopkins goes, goes in and takes ago. that, how do you how do you fit Robbie Anderson? And like you said, as a field stretcher, you know, Murray's got an arm. He can bomb it a couple of times a game, just keep the guy happy. But it'll be interesting to see how that how that dynamic plays out down the line, especially with a dominant guy like Hopkins, you know, needing his. I think mm-hmm. they're all so fed up with AJ Green. I, I just don't think that there's much left he, with him. And they want like molasses out there. Yeah, like they, they want another speed guy there. Yes. Yeah. That's and, how the offense and, is set up, right? It's not set up right. for precision 36 year old route runners. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, when I say precision and I mean, lack of speed, lack of, <laughs> yes. This, and um, this route is going to be perfect. Really <laughs> precise. Robbie really Anderson. Precise. <laughs> he will not play week seven. I doubt it. Uh, they play Thursday. It's just oh, not, sure enough. not enough time to get up to speed, but um, we'll, we'll have him on our waiver article, toss a buck in just in case, see what I, happens. If you have I the space. do think week seven, you can probably play Dorch again. Um, if it's going to be hop Rondell Moore and Dorch, that's, that's probably a viable option. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's still, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I think it's tough because when Dorch was good, Moore wasn't there, you know, Brown yeah. was still there. So Dorch like Brown, was the second. Yeah, Brown when, was doing different things. I don't know. We'll, we'll, it's, it's I'm unfortunate. just saying, you know, 14 team, two flex. I'd play Dorch. Bye weeks. Yeah. Bye weeks. Yeah. Talked yeah. a lot about Dorch. Um, <laughs> Got it. To get to that point of the yeah. season where you need to scrape and claw for wins. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Suck your way to a win. Uh, Cam Akers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I can just leave yeah. like that. He just has everyone the, heard it. <laughs> he's getting the Todd Gurley treatment over in uh, LA. He's, People saying he's never going to play a snap for them again. Oh, um, he's not. Like, there's no way. Yeah, they've already. They've already. McVay his GM did wants... say. His GM said never say never. But that's Mc... company line. McVeigh is like, said... we want to trade him to yeah. to be good to him. You know, a fresh start. He's pretty much saying, start, I don't want yeah. him to fucking touch the field with my team again. Get him, get him out of here. I really want to know what happened. We'll never know, but no, I want to know. And, what happened. and we always say, oh, give it a few weeks, it will come out. No, it won't. Nah, it never comes out. <laughs> and I don't know, like. Who to blame it? Because to me, Cam, we saw what Cam Akers could do as rookie. And I was like, he looks solid. Then he gets hurt and he never really came back to look the same again. But the Rams were never really the same again. Like this year, their O-line has not been consistently on the field together. I I read off that stat that they posted during the game that said 49.5% of the offensive running calls, the running back is getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. You tell me how somebody can succeed in that back. How are you going to blame the running back? Oh, lack yeah, of urgency. Daryl Henderson. Lack of anybody blocked. Right. <laughs> Daryl Henderson hasn't looked good. I mean, he scored the touchdown last week. Do you take away that late touchdown? It's he gets like five fantasy points, six fantasy points tops. Exactly. So if he's just bearing the brunt of something that's not really his fault, it'd be great to see him go somewhere else where they can't block worse than they're blocking now. I think they only said the Texans and the Colts have worse uh, rates than that. And that shows for the Colts, at least. Uh, Damian Pierce seems to be overcoming it, no problem. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the rumors are, I think, CMC's floating around. DJ Moore yeah. and CMC in a package to the Rams floating around. Uh, I don't know what kind of assets they have to send that would back be, for that. That'd be a but... lot because they, they, they re-signed DJ Moore. They CMC has a big contract. They too. don't have first-round picks, too. It's not like they can. And yeah, it's, I don't it's, not like, it's not like they uh, controlled that salary contract talk either to push it out five years like they've done with all the cap deals. is fake, and we'll, they'll figure it out. But I mean, yeah, I think in, in acquiring someone, I think, they can't. I think they have to figure it out after, unless they give them Allen Robinson or something. Or the Panthers just say we'll eat the whole fucking salary <clears> this year, and then fit you guys sort it out two, three, four years down the down the road. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll restructure. Yeah, but that's true. I don't know. I don't know that CMC is going anywhere. I saw a stat today that he's uh, leading the team in receiving yards and rushing yards. So he's their RB one and I wide receiver it. one. 
<laughs> He's having a good year. Yeah, back to it. But as far as Cam Akers goes, I mean, any team – can probably fit him on their roster as long as he's healthy. I mean, he's probably still has to pass a physical for a trade to go through. I don't think, I don't think it's an injury thing. I think it's a, a fit thing. So um, I'm, I'm sure he'll go to the Ravens and fuck it up even more there. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a Ravens. place that would, yeah. You could see him go to the Cardinals. Bucks, <laughs> Bucks yeah. Chiefs, the same, the, well, the well, usual suspects for, I think Travis we can Allen. agree that like wherever he goes is not like, Oh, boom, like huge like he's probably he's not backup. relevant no he's the backup right. or third string guy which is crazy after his awesome rookie year yeah and I, I don't see a world where you can start him like on any team maybe he goes to miami you could argue that you play him week one or something but anywhere else i don't really know yep. yeah i haven't even looked at his coaching connections or anything like that to see if something can change there but uh we'll we'll, we'll see Right. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz so far had a good season. Uh, busted hand, four to six weeks, which is likely IR. I'm guessing if that's the yeah. I mean, the if time it's minimum four, why not IR him? Uh, but either way, I think it's Taylor Heineke shows up as the quarterback now, who we've seen have some success before. He's not like a, a fantasy relevant quarterback usually, but if he can give you you know 17, 18 points, he's definitely QB two if you're in two QB leagues. Um, and he can win games. We've seen him win games. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm worried about all the pass catchers there. I mean, we saw Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel all have good games under Wentz. I think you see a lot more check down to the running back that we saw last year. JD, JD McKissick. McKissick. Yep. Gets, gets <laughs> right back on your radar. Unfortunately for uh, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, I think you lose a lot of their upside with how much the teams are going to stack the box against Heineke. It also needs to be noted. Tyler Haneke is a tight end god. He loves to throw to his tight ends. Those, this is what made Logan Thomas relevant two years ago. And uh, there's a real world possibility that that's most of where he goes is, is his tight end. Yep, which brings because. Logan Thomas right back into viability. And he could probably be on waivers in a lot of leagues. Oh, yeah. I would assume so. He was like He's hurt, done. I think, the last mm. two weeks. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And talk about concussions. Can you pick it? Yeah. Mitch, Mitch took over. They beat the Bucks. <laughs> and, and Kenny Pickett looked okay to start the game. I mean, threw for a touchdown <laughs> on either the first or second drive of the game. Looked looked decent. And then, you know, goes out. Mitch plays all good enough to beat off the Bucks. <laughs> he said what? <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, he good to good enough to beat the Bucks. Beat off the Bucks. <laughs> he beat him right off. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if Kenny Pickett remains in concussion protocol, I don't know that it matters. I don't think we saw a notable difference between the two quarterbacks for the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, pretty stable. Wide receiver play, pretty stable. Claypool had a big game last week, but it was bolstered by a rushing touchdown. So, whatever. Yeah, I, I think I heard um, that, not that it's part of the new rules, but I've heard they were keeping guys out, especially quarterbacks, one extra week just to uh, – get their head back together. I mean, you even saw um, there was a specific, uh, I'm, it, it's not going to come to me at the time that I need, need the stat or the, the actual uh, player name, but there was a player that got put out there a week later, Isaiah McKenzie. Thank you. Thank you, Craig uh, <laughs> went out there and he looked like ass. And I think when you rush a guy back from a concussion, it's pretty obvious that they're not, you know, going to produce like, like they were before. I do think that's kind of what we saw this week with uh, Naheem Hines as well. I mean, he was probably held out precautionarily more than he's still in dire straits. So uh, definitely something to, to keep your to keep your eye on, to keep your thumb on the pulse of. Uh, one piece of news we didn't have in there, and it reminded me we started talking about quarterback injuries to shitty quarterbacks. Skylar Thompson picked up a thumb injury. So unless two is back this week, the Dolphins might not have a quarterback still. Two is, is uh, expected to play. Yeah, yeah I so... saw that, but like, who knows with – his Teddy, many, many concussions. Teddy played, and then oh, Teddy did play. He did fill in. I was thinking the exact same thing when I got the injury update. I'm like, who's who's going to be quarterback? Yeah. Um. And uh, speaking of who's going to be quarterback, did you hear that? Did you see that uh, Gilbert the Grape is the Patriots' backup quarterback? Right yeah, now? I oh, yeah. saw that. <laughs> He's still in the fucking league. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's uh, like sneaky young. Well. <laughs> Okay. I, I'm not trying um, to make a point like, yeah, stash him on your bench in Dynasty. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. So, no, anyway, no. <laughs> going back to that, Tua should play. Tua okay. should start. Good, good, good. Yeah, good, he's good. cleared all protocols and everything like that. So, unless he he's picks it guy, up though, walking. 
I was going to say, <laughs> are you are you starting him? We, I mean, you probably need to be based yeah. on what we've seen him do, but he's a guy that I would have that fear, like one more tackle, wind hits him the wrong way, boom, there's another concussion, and they're pulling him quickly. They are they are going to treat him with kick gloves. Yeah, hundred percent. Shortly, hundred percent. If his if his head gets knocked, uh, it's going to be apparent at like all eyes, yeah. all league eyes, all fans, all national media are going to be paying attention to that. He's so, also probably going to be very very prone to getting the uh, very easy flag against him if you're a defender tackling him. You have one of those swat at the ball too. and nick his head. Boom, fifteen, easy. Yep. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's tricky, but. Um, the only other piece of news, Cameron Brait carted off. He's just another tight end down in the league, but uh, he had back-to-back concussions in almost back-to-back weeks, or maybe it was a week in between. So, yeah, and Kate, Kate Owens looked fine in that tight end role with the Bucks, anyway. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's about it for the news. I know there's probably a lot more injuries, but that's the biggest news. And the next segment is Week 6 Top Talents. Uh, I'll take the quarterbacks, I guess, first. Joe Burrow with a nice 32-pointer. Matt Ryan finally shows up with 27 points. And then Josh Allen just doing Josh Allen things, 26 points. But it was great seeing Joe Burrow, you know, and we'll get to his wide receiver too when we go over that. But looks like they're back from last year. Like, and the last season, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the whole Bengals offense. Yeah, I mean, finally, really, is what, is what we've been waiting for. So, Good to see it. Matt Ryan, like you said, uh, I'm taking personal responsibility for that. I traded him off my team, so he'll be nasty the rest of the season. <laughs> yep. Go ahead and trade for him in any of your leagues, everybody else. Uh, Craig, you want to take running backs? This is your guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll love to uh, talk about this and rub it in. Um, uh, one thing on Joe Burrow, uh, I made him as my uh, sit of the week quarterback, so naturally he popped off. Um, so next week, look out for that. Uh, Deion Jackson. Who? Yes, the uh, Indianapolis Colts third, fourth string uh, running back has emerged as a pretty good player. Nice little talent, 23 points this, this week. I think he left either early in the fourth quarter or late in the third, not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he put together was 10 receptions uh, on 10 targets. I think it was 79 yards. Not much on the ground. It was like 42 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Just reading it back in my head because I've studied his stats all all day, being like, how did this happen? Yeah, Sam, um, I got him sitting across <laughs> from me in my matchup against you, you son of a bitch. Yep, 42. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know how I remember it, but uh, it's because I've looked at it so much. And then Ramondre Stevenson with no backup, like no splitting time. There was no Damian Harris, no anyone else there. I think uh, uh, Kevin Harris and Strong both they got were one carry each for like a, a yard or two. There was yeah. nothing. I mean, uh, Ramondre Stevenson looked great. He, Stevenson looked great. He, he, I think he punched in two. I'm not sure if he punched in he, two or it was just the one. He punched in two. Yeah, he looked good. And and that's what they relied upon in, in most of the game uh, when they were up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey showing up another another good week with 19.3 fantasy points. Uh, the the only saving grace to the Carolina Panthers right now. With no touchdowns, right? I I don't. Nope. I don't know. He did I, not. Thank you. So that's I, always uh, great. He'll, he'll give you that with no touchdowns now now he's rb3 in the year i should have just known that it was no touchdowns because the panthers just suck yeah (laughs) like when do they score usually not ever i have him and uh saquon in a league as my running backs and saquon decided to go down and avoid a touchdown so oh i remember seeing that thanks guys which was funny because that happened directly before the patriots had um, they were up by, it was like six minutes into the end of the game too. And re- that was Ramondre's second touchdown. And then he booked it in and I'm like, oh, they're just running the score up. <laughs> like they're oh, yeah. not, they weren't holding back. We, yeah, we don't go down in New England. We, we score points. That's how, that's how they're, they're coached. Um, so, we'll move on over to the wide receivers now. Uh, Scott alluded to this right off the bat with Joe Burrow, but Jamar Chase is the leading wide receiver of the week so far. Should mention all this could change. Um, given that the Chargers are playing right now against the Broncos, but I don't think it's looking that way quite yet. Um, but Jamar Chase uh, had a, what, 132 yards and a Two couple touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, so he he leads and paces the week this time. Good to see him kind of get back on track with Joe B. 
Uh, Stephon Diggs comes right behind him, had more yardage, but only the one score. He ended with 25.8 points. And, uh, this is all half PR, PPR scoring. And then Brandon Ayuk only had 83 yards, but he uh, punched in two touchdowns for himself as well. So really good week for him. Um, I'd say this is kind of what we expected, maybe with the exception of Ayuk. Um, this is what we expected the wide receiver finishes to be on the year, you know, chasing digs, kind of chasing each other at the top of the pack. And it's nice to see things, you know, go the way that they should instead of the way the fantasy season has gone when Deion Jackson is facing all running backs. So uh, a little bit return to normalcy at the wide receiver position. I also did have on here Tyree Kill had 23.7 points um, as an honor. Also no touchdowns either. Yeah, which is a good thing to see him do without Tua on the field because Tua, you know, like him, like him or hate him, is the best quarterback on that team. They don't need yep. a good quarterback to have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle run all over the field. <laughs> that is very true. Um, Craig, you're the best at tight ends, aren't these two? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, we all know the there's no gluts, no glory if there's no tight ends. Um, Mike Kosicki, uh, program 21.9 fantasy points. Again, don't need a good quarterback to have uh, uh, short yardage uh, yak guys. Um, he did get a touchdown, though. So he, he upped that. Mike Kosicki. No, two touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so that was good. Mark Andrews, as always, shows up 20.1 points. And Travis Kelsey, like like always, 15.2 points. A little down week for Travis Kelsey with 15 I know. <laughs> what the I hell, man? That's I need a little more the for tight end spot. Yeah. Like, oh, he, uh, hold him, fold him, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> He's not giving me 20 plus points a week, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Should I train him? <laughs> No, that's awesome. His his down week or average week is 15 points for a tight end spot. Like he's back to his old self. It's crazy. Yeah. Besides the top two or three, it's like if you get eight, ten points, you're tight, you're like, oh, phew, I won. Um, it's not and- even so much his talent. It was just like they they just design everything around Kelsey right now. Yeah, I mean Kelsey's just a freak. There's like which makes sense. You watch him play and it's not only that he's like physically gifted, super athletic, knows where to be, runs great routes, blocks well enough to stay on the field. It's just like he is the go-to guy in that offense. So, you know, we talk about the the wide receivers in Kansas City kind of being hard to roster across the board. And that's because Travis Kelsey is so damn good. Yep. If you had a mediocre tight end, those wide receivers are probably all a lot more used than they're necessary. But every time Patrick Mahomes panics, he just looks at Travis Kelsey. There are a couple he threw like into blanketed coverage. And Kelsey's just like, nah, don't worry about it, man. I'll, I'll turn and go get that. And the ball's in the air before he's even turned around. He still gets it, no problem. Like the guy's just a, a, an absolute menace out there. I don't know how anybody stops him. He is a freak. All right. Hold him, fold him. Our next segment. Um, we'll get this guy on here once again. It's been like three weeks in a row. With a hold for this guy, but Elijah Moore, um, he's had a horrible season so far. Last week, not even one target. He only played 58% of snaps. Yep. I threw him in here because I think I was a hold on him up until now, and he is finally a fold for me. Uh, there are guys out there, I think, at the wide receiver position. Whether or not they're putting up the points, they are more involved than zero. Like you've seen his touch or his targets go seven, five, nine, and then four, four, zero. So what you've seen is Corey Davis take a higher snap share and more targets every week. You've seen Garrett Wilson grow into the offense, and you've also seen they move from Joe Flacco into Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson has done nothing to find Elijah Moore. I don't. Brees think Hall can, too. Yeah, you, Brees Hall has grown his so role. So that's, I think that's the biggest one is the is Brees Hall. They're focusing just on him leading the offense, which makes a lot of sense. He's looked fantastic. Yeah, and and Elijah Moore has ceded some snaps to Braxton Berrios out of the slot. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw Braxton Berrios and I went, here we go again. Uh, like how, <laughs> how 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 did this happen when we have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis? Uh, I think I saw Berrios had Moore. sixteen snaps and Elijah Moore had twenty four. Like that's, that's getting that's getting disgusting. Just stupid. And Elijah Moore came out on Twitter and his press conference and everything and was mm-hmm. kind of a little upset. But he did say, you know, like uh, kind of the Robbie Anderson thing I mentioned. The earlier, team like, I just want to yeah. help the team. It's about the team. Blah blah blah. That's really good corporate line. But like, you got to also want a contract in two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd also like to play football in this league. Like, yeah. I'm out here running track. Yeah, and and I'm I'm I was in the same boat. Uh, I was saying, hold on, I I just couldn't possibly fathom that they weren't going to go with him as as the you know 
main target, um, but they did. So here, here we are. And and now I'm just, I can't hold on to a guy that, that gets no targets. So, yeah. Right. I, th- I think the biggest thing is the targets. Like if you had four again, okay. You got targets, but they missed him a bit. Not even involved in the offense one bit the entire day. So he's a fold for me as well. Uh, next one is Curtis Samuel. I put this one in because we got to change at quarterback and decrease role in the offense. So I want to get your guys' take on how decreased of a role was it? Uh, just just fewer targets and really no no output. So not oh, okay. so a huge. I didn't know if you knew the snap ball. numbers. So the oh, snap yeah, well, was went... only was still eighty six percent. Okay, yeah, fairly consistent, which is pretty high. Um, so. So I just want to give a little bit of a take here because I think I think you should lean fold, but I just want to play devil's advocate that when you've seen uh, Ron Rivera offense that has kind of lacking at quarterback, they'll get creative with certain players. And he had mentioned three years ago when they brought in Curtis Samuel that they wanted to get creative with creative with him. So I kind of want to see what it looks like um with him specifically because Dotson's not going to be the guy taking handoffs and it's it's not going to be Terry McLaurin but if Samuel could be and I, yeah. I understand they have Gibson and, and McKissick and Brian Robinson is now uh pretty good but if, if they have to get creative I mean Rivera knows his job is on the line so I don't know I kind of want to see what happens because he did have outside of this week he had a, a decent season so far he had one other disappointing game but um, so I, I think I would hold him for now uh, just to see one one more time, just to see what it looks like. Yeah, you know, I was leaning fold heavily, but I think you've convinced me here. Sorry, I was leaning fold and I think you've convinced me to hold him um, based on that. He still also looked at his uh, overall ranking. He's still wide receiver 22. So kind of tough to fold that guy at that high of a spot. It's kind of just been a down year for receivers, I suppose, if that's the case. But um yeah, I'll hold him for, for one more week, see if he has that running back role coming his way, which we saw, what, three years ago now in Carolina. If he yeah. can do that, great. Yeah. That's that's huge. He's a guy, he's a gadget guy that Craig said has been wanting to use for years now. So he's a whole, I think there's worse players on your team you can probably fold instead, wait and see. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like There's probably worse players on your team than Curtis Samuel. But if he is your worst and... You know, you 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 know that there's, I don't know, say for there's no way DeAndre Hopkins is out there, but like, I don't know, I don't know who I would drop him for if it's a really really short league and there's a lot of good players out there. Then yeah, all right, we'll we'll give we'll we'll give up on Samuel. But I think most people are in deep leagues and he's not a type of guy to get rid of right now. Right. Yeah, a guy that you could probably drop before him is our next guy, MVS, uh, a whopping zero points last week. <laughs> Bad start, <laughs> Derek Creighton. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but um, it's it's a Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, so they can pop off any week. He he had a great week, week five. Got you zero last week. I mean, the the touchdown callback would have changed. You know, he probably wouldn't even be in here if if that wasn't called back. But if you can, if you want to fold him, fold him. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think you kind of have to fold him at this point. I'd fold him and Mecole. I know Juju had the big week. I wouldn't have been holding him anyways. Uh, Juju would have already been off my team. So I guess for Juju, you're talking about, would you pick him up? Probably for still MBS. not. <laughs> I just, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe that's what you do is you just cycle in the Kansas out, City the, shoes. Casey yeah. wide receivers every week. But no, I think he's got to be a fold. I just don't think they're consistent enough. It's the same way as like, Okay, if if Amir Smith Marset goes out and scores 15 points on a week, are you going to go pick him up and play him the next week? I'm not. So until yeah. they can do it consistently, they fall into that same category, which is unfortunate because we have seen KC wide receivers as guys to own for for years and years. Even Nicole Hardman, like last year, was like making rosters as the third guy on the team. So weird world that we're in now. But cut them all. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 cutting MVS. Um... Juju, I, I don't have on any teams. I don't. I wouldn't have yeah. told you to have him. Miko, I'm I'm on the edge about. I wanna I wanna hold on to him. Although I am seeing that he has San Francisco next week and then a bye, so that's that's tough in and of itself. I don't think I'm. I would play him next week, so that means two weeks of sitting. Um, that he gets Tennessee, Jacksonville. So it's it's those are which are good matchups for him. But um, 
that's that one's tough, but I think I think I think I hold Hardman. I don't know. I, I don't think know. I I did mention uh, mention in our Slack channel to you and you guys. Romo pointed out during the the press conference. I think it was Romo or during the uh, broadcast rather that Nicole is like still learning how to operate in those scramble plays where Mahomes gets a little loose, gets outside the pocket, he's extending the play. And then Mikola is still running his route like upwards diagonally towards the end zone instead of just flattening out or making himself a real option in space. He was like, you wait for him to learn that. And he's going to be on the level of like a Travis Kelsey in these scrambles. He's going to be on the level of like a real weapon. So if that's something maybe they can work on and tweak maybe on the bye week or, or something else, maybe coming out of that, he is uh, somebody who sees a big bump, but it's been I'm four not, years yeah. though. Right. I'm not. <laughs> that's, I'm yeah, that, now, like, that's the one thing that it makes you, it makes you question. It's like, I would love to see him do that, but it is four years in. Um, he's just never had a role. I mean, he has, but he's been go run straight, be on the opposite side of Tyreek. You're, you're not the option. We're not looking yeah, at you in a scramble. Let's have someone, let's have someone teach him that I have a, I have a bet on Michael Harbin this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I all, quite honestly though, you know, who's probably teaching him that is Tony Romo. He's probably calling Mahomes and chit chatting with him like in between weeks. And they have a probably pretty open dialogue and Mahomes like, Oh, what am I going to tell about Michael Harbin? That? <laughs> <laughs> Cause he sounds like he's, fucking Kermit. He's just gonna say, he sounds like Kermit the frog. Nice. <laughs> I can't do a great Kermit the frog. Oh no, that Kermit. was fantastic. Kermit the frog. <laughs> that was better. Hey, so I'm, not I'm not trying it. <laughs> not for that. Uh, Drake London. London Bridges. I mean, Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown this week. So what is it? Kyle Drake Pitts London? had 19 yards. If he didn't score a touchdown, he doesn't so, so, so Drake London is... Uh, that's he's what due, I was right? saying in my set. Is is he's not a yards guy? Not none of them are yards guys. They're touchdown guys, especially and, with Mariota too. They're not going to be yards guys. No, I tell you, is even funnier is Mar- Marcus Mariota had a great week, and it was a lot of rushing and no mistakes. And I think he had two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, it was yeah, Pitts was one. I can't remember. Pruitt. Um, yeah, okay, that's why I couldn't remember. Oh yeah, Michael Pruitt or Michael Pruitt. Um, so it's just you it. I'm not dropping Drake London. I'm holding Drake London because I think he's talented enough. And and if they can get this kind of Marcus Mariota against San Francisco to play like this all year, um, then there'll be something there. Um, but it's just a struggle because he's a touchdown dependent player. So yeah. <laughs> I actually dropped him yesterday in one of my leagues for Josh Palmer. One of those like pick up the Palmer because he's playing t- t- tonight. And on my team, we have very good butter receivers. He's our, our fifth or sixth option, so we could. It was easy for me to. Yeah. Um, but that's just my side of it. It sucks as he's very talented. We saw it week week two and week three. And then out of nowhere, it's just they don't throw to London, they don't throw to Pitts. If they get a touchdown, thank God. If not, then that's a bad day. I mean, you can't play him going forward. I think that's right. And, and I'm, and I'm actually just thinking about it too. Like even with my own takes on it, Drake London, I have in a PPR league. That's not where you want to have them. Right. Right. I think the, uh, the one thing I would say in defense of holding him is that that offense comes back to life when Cordero Patterson gets back on the field. Um, the running game has been non-existent and nobody's really doing much out of there. It is funny. It's been since he's been hurt. And I don't know that the two are connected, but uh, I'm going to pref- choose to believe that they are. If you drafted Drake London, you probably took him late. If there's nobody else sitting there on your, on your waiver wire, I guess you can, you can make a case to hold him for upside. Um, but I don't love it. I mean, two, five, five for the last three games for points. That's or what, five and a half, five and a half. I don't, I shouldn't sell him short, but that's not good enough to be on rosters. So, uh, give him a couple weeks, see if he bounces back when CP three is back. I don't think they wear his number three, but I just want to call him that. And then, <laughs> like, is he number three? <laughs> well, I know Pitt is eight. And I think he's another low-digit number. He's like four. London's or something. five. He's five. London's five. Okay. What's Cordero though? Oh, he's eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yeah. Okay. So that's just oh, yeah. He's yeah. He's been. He's had. He was the one that started the whole number thing. I swear to God. Him and Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Eighty-eight. Um, running backs. Uh, that uh, we need to talk about Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott um, in the hold fold uh, category here. I think more 
I think is a question on Pollard after the performance we saw because Zeke unfortunately got that touchdown. <laughs> uh, I'm just salty about it because I had him as a sit this week. Um, I'm keeping both because I want to see what this offense is going to be like with, with Dak. Dak. Because yeah. we only had a quarter or two of it. So I just want to see what happens. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think you hold both of them. I, I just wanted to put them in here because we both had them as as people to play or sit last week. So um, Pollard, you got to hold them mostly as a handcuff. But uh, Zeke, after that game, tough to move him, uh, especially against Philly of all people. Yeah. Even, I mean, Pollard's day, 11 for 44 against Philly, is not the worst we've seen out of a lot of running backs. Well, yep. Zeke, 13 for 81. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's very good. And he had some good runs, too. Or like, he, like Towards the end of the game, he did. Yeah. Towards the end of the game. He is one of those guys that just wears on you. And if you can keep him fresh towards the end and teams are sick of tackling him because he's a big, heavy dude, he tends to pop off in third and fourth quarters. Yep. The offense is going to take a step in a the right direction with Dak back. So wait and see for that. Next in line. Travis Etienne's backup, James Robinson. <laughs> this is, is true. Is it official? We're calling it. I would I think mean, so. Look at the snaps. It's the sound of forty percent again. And I mean, he yep. did get twelve carries, so it yep. was good. Um, he got stopped at the one. So if he scores last week, we're probably he might not, not even be on here. But Etienne's looked fine. Uh, I think he's now the back to own. But Dow, as it goes back to your argument every single week, he's now, if anything, a solid handcuff in fantasy and i'm going to keep that guy yeah i mean quite honestly this whole list of hold folds we should just stop doing running backs because you're not cutting guys that are potential handcuffs unless they're really really bad like i don't know holding... the next one like our next one. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, i can do a, a quick i can i can pull yeah. the next one right uh. exactly but um yeah j-rob tough to cut because if etn gets dinged up he's instantly back to probably wider or running back like two territory so um, I'm holding them, but it is nice to see ETN kind of making making the step in the right direction. Ten for eighty six is a, is a good line. Yeah, you're not playing James Robinson anymore. I don't think um, six fantasy points is not zero, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'm holding him because I have to. I'm, I have a zero running back strategy with him. Um, but this is where we talk about, and this is the time of year that you need to start getting rid of week one and week two bias is things start to come up now. And while James Robinson was fantastic the first three weeks of the season, the last three weeks of the season, which is what have you done for me lately, has been nothing. So you you, you need to you need to start start really considering these things. Um, but again, yeah, you hold them, but you don't play them. You're not just you can't just hold on to hope that he's going to get that 20 touch one touchdown game again. It's not it's not there. It's not happening. ETN's back. So um, let's go to a guy that uh, I think we all know. Um, well, uh, DJ Dallas. <laughs> DJ Dallas was a guy that was picked up a lot last week um, because he should be the backup for Kenneth Walker. Um, but uh, Homer's right around the corner, and Dallas had like 0.1 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Point, point, one. point one. That's exactly yeah. correct. Point, two, point one. Two carries for one yard. So, nice. What a day. And not, no, not even not a target. So it's definitely the Kim Walker show. And we don't know who the backup is, but you said Travis Palmer is right around the uh, corner too. So, yeah. And I would much rather just leave the open spot on my roster than keep DJ Dallas. And if, you know, Ken Walker goes down at that point, you're just dumping a bunch of fab on, on DJ Dallas. So probably just no more. Oh, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> so like, I was just going to make the point, like this is not the type of player that is a good handcuff where if the lead back goes down, I don't think he's the type of player that's going to get the work and be good because um, Kenneth Walker had to work for what he had last week. Like it looked, it looked scarce and he turned nothing into something. Um, I don't think DJ Dallas is that type of player. I think Homer should be a guy that you, if, if you wanted to, if you're a Walker owner and you wanted a handcuff, I think Homer's the guy because he really did look good, not only in preseason, but to start the year he was over Kenneth Walker. So, yeah, it does go to show you with what yeah. with what Ken Walker did too. If he probably does, if he doesn't get dinged up in uh, the early season with that hernia, I don't think Rashad Penny even sees the field in the first place because he looks that much better. He looks fantastic on the field running the ball. 
it's very strange. He looks so strange doing it, but he, he does. It, He's it like looks... a little upright or something. I don't know what. No, it it's is. not. It's not upright. I'll tell <laughs> it's you, like... it's the exact opposite. He's you a think? freaking I... spider. Yeah, I saw He's... him running, and he's like in spider. the backfield. He's think like, of a spider. He... I'm telling you, next time you watch, think of a spider. He like his feet are so fast, <laughs> and he's so like, and he's got a really really good pad height. And it just looks like he's down, and then all of a sudden he's up for another ten yards. It just it doesn't quite add up. The strange dude, definitely a str- like you said, one of the stranger running styles. I couldn't put my finger on. I'm just watching him. I only saw select highlights, and I was like, I don't know what is happening. Is he fast? <laughs> is he slow? He's outrunning people on the field, but he doesn't look like he's moving. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is he did like a skip juke at one point. Um, I, I on saw the- that. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> well, well, the the player didn't know what to do with it. The defender just looked at him go by like. What did you just do to me? Yeah, he's he a coach, the ref, coach. He's like, is that not my fault? <laughs> Throw a flag. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, okay. Last one. We got a couple wide receivers coming at you. Yeah, and I don't think they're folds yet. I know. I know DJ Moore has been on here for like it's, the last three weeks, but D- D- DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson on here now. Oh man, um, I feel like I say all the time, like you can't hold on to guys because of the name and where you drafted them. But that's exactly what I'm doing with DJ Moore. And I'm going to keep holding him. I don't know, like, it, t- to my own detriment. I just traded for him in another league. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just taking my own advice and buying him low. I do think he has upside at some point. He's got to figure it out. He's been too good and too consistent. He's getting the but targets. And and going to the, the other side, Deontay, they're getting targets. It's not doing much with them. Right. And and I don't know that the quality of target is increasing anytime soon. I don't know that the offenses around them are increasing anytime soon. They don't appear to be red zone threats. Like it's tough to hold these guys and just keep praying for upside. But I think with both of them, I'm I'm doing exactly that. I mean, I, I traded Deontay Johnson in one league to Tom because I needed a quarterback in a two quarterback league. So I got Robert Woods and um, Ryan Tannehill back for Deontay Johnson and Matt Ryan which kind of boned me because Matt Ryan ended up putting up 30 points, but whatever. And both those guys were on by, but I think that's the kind of move you can make and just try to get somebody back with a better situation. Cause Deontay Johnson catching balls from Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett for that matter is not the guy you want a DJ Moore catching them from PJ Walker or Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield is not great either. And you just don't know where he's going to get traded. If he gets traded to LA, man, I'll be happy. I held him. If he stays on Carolina the rest of the year, a little bit upset. Yeah, I'm looking at his target share, and it's absolutely unreal. Like this is some, this is what you dream of for a fantasy football player. And and I had seen great catches out of the guy, which is something that he's been knocked on in the past is not being able to hang on to the ball. Sometimes I just don't think that that's the case this year, and it's tough to see these targets translate to just barely around ten fantasy points or under. Um. But then I see the matchup of Miami, which is, I think it's the Xavier Howard, not not going to be a good matchup for him. And then Darius Slay uh, for Philadelphia in a bye week. So it's tough. Um, I think I hang on to him because of the target share and anything could happen. You know, Kenny Pickett could come back and wake up. I don't know. Maybe he needed to be concussed. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, that's tough. DJ Moore is a different situation for me. I am only keeping him because of the trade rumors. If the trade rumors were not there, I think I'd be dropping him. And I think if he does, he's so talented. (laughs) I think if I think if he's I think if he's not traded, I'm dropping him. I I I want nothing to do with a guy that is going to. Oh yeah, when I try and set a lineup and I go, do I want a boom bus guy here? Do I want a safe floor here? I, I couldn't peg him in either category. No, yeah. you, you can't now. I sat. I mean, I've sat him in in multiple leagues. So I, I get. I get it. He's one of those guys too. If you drop him, somebody's gonna pick him up. But it's not the same as that comment usually is. Like I'm happy to let him be somebody else's problem. Yep. But that being said, I'm gonna hold him for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Deontay is widest for 36. So. At the end of the day, he's your wildest for three in your team. Like it's not, it's, just, it's not the worst thing. He's just yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. You drafted him to be something better than that, and, and again, um, he he's should a, he's be a trade then. guy for me. When, yeah, but you're you're selling low. When Mitch came in, he didn't look look at him, and then I heard a thing that um there was an argument between like Deontay and Trubisky in the locker room, and then right after that was when they named Pickett the starter, 
So when Mitch came back in, he's like, hey, fuck you, Deontay. I'm back now. And he didn't throw him <laughs> the ball. Like, shit, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I'm going to get all the Claypool. <laughs> yeah, but both are holds, but definitely, especially DJ Moore, is very concerning. All right, buy low, sell high. Greg Penny. Uh, all right, so this is an up and down roller coaster for this guy because I don't know if he's low or if he's high, if he's mid, what his actual value is because he played well for what he had been dealt with last week, but the fantasy points didn't translate. Um, the now maybe third, maybe second wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, Rondale Moore. Um, I don't know where he is in the pecking order. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. You know, the Robbie Anderson news comes in, so his stock falls a little bit. Uh, the, the Marquise Brown is out for the year. His stock rises a little bit. Not sure. I think a lot of people are confused on it. But after watching the tape, the guy is all over the place when he gets the ball. His yards after catch is something that I think um, is going to be and should be a focal point when Hopkins can take safeties away. And if Anderson can also do the same thing, I think Moore is going to be the guy that's going to be able to take the the screen passes or the dump outs because I don't think that Kyler Murray is ready to start bombing the ball around yet with Hopkins or, uh, you know, if, if Robbie Anderson gets one of those roles. I, I, I see Murray is a very erratic quarterback right now. He's come out and said things have, he's seen things harder than he did his rookie year. And I think they're He's going to rely upon Zach Ertz and Rondell Moore. So while it looks like the, the, the stats didn't come in this past week, I think they'll start to ramp up with a change in offensive structure. Yeah, it's weird because I saw him play and I just figured he at least had 10 fantasy points. Just because I like, again, like you said, he's all over the field. Did did he have 10 at least or no? No, he had 7.5. Yeah. He had 7.5 fantasy points. But like when you exactly when you see it, it's like, oh, wow, he's a good player. Like you can tell just by looking. Um, he played 10 every targets, snap. <laughs> 10 targets. Uh, sorry, 7.9, not, not five. Um, 10 targets, six receptions like those. And then the week before that, he had eight, eight targets, seven receptions. Like, again, they're short yardage stuff. And I think that getting that safety out or, or putting two linebackers out there instead of three is going to help Rondell Moore and, and, and get, get, um, get defensive players away from that middle of the field or, you know, 15 yards and in to help him get more uh, yak opportunity. Chip. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Michael Gallup as my buy low. Uh, kind of some similar points, to be honest. But my my real thing is his target share is still there, really. I mean, seven and nine in, in back-to-back weeks, I think. But he's just not catching a lot of balls. I think he only had two catches this week. He's seen his points really not do anything close to what we thought Michael Gallup was going to do this year. But I think all of that is directly uh, traced back to Cooper Rush, who's just not a very good quarterback. He's a good game manager. He can win games. But we saw his limitations in this Eagles game. I mean, he threw the picks. He really cost the Cowboys a lot of drives. And he's not getting the ball in catchable areas for a lot of the wide receivers. So I think as soon as you see Dak come back, you see Michael Gallup's value explode. And we've seen what he can do with Dak under center in the past. Um, so right now, I'd be hunting down the Gallup owner and trying to get him at probably his all-time low value. I mean, if the Gallup owner is the guy who needs to win now especially, you could probably send him not even that great of a player back and be able to, to swing a trade for Michael Gallup at this point. So um, I think you buy him now and then next week or the week after when Dak is back on the field, you've got a guy who has tremendous upside of, you know, 12 to 15 points a week versus the two to five points a week he's giving you right now. Yeah. And Dak should be back next week. It looks so, like all and, signs are pointing to next week. And yeah. and Dak is no, well, he was cleared Wednesday and they said like cleared to play on Sunday uh, this today so he's he's mm-hmm. definitely gonna play yep. um it, it, one thing to add to uh, in the past Dak loves michael gallup like it is is uh at times everyone thought cd lamb was going to be you know lighting the world on fire uh the first couple of weeks of the season no it was michael gallup i like Gallup. he's a good player of the football yeah and i paid um, 19 <laughs> bucks for him so <laughs> i know uh, i tried to get him back i couldn't i, I tried to i tried to get guys, him too which is fine i tried to get him <laughs> Uh, I'm lucky I've lost out on some of the ones that I have against Dude, Will Fuller. Me, Will Fuller, me and Dows, Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson. I'm like, damn, I want him so bad. I'm like, 
wow, did I fucking see my ass not setting up for them? Dude, I didn't mention this earlier. Like, Robbie Anderson gets immediately traded to the Cardinals. Will Fuller doesn't even get a phone call. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> you need a field stretcher? That's me. <laughs> I know, you're so right. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Marquise Brown's amputated. Will I heard like, come they, on, come on. I heard they also called uh, Deshaun Jackson to see if he was available. Deshaun oh, Jackson's Deshaun going Jackson's... to Baltimore uh, yes. for a workout. We, we, we never, <laughs> yeah, so buy low, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> that, that, is, that is hysterical. He's 35. Will Fuller is what, 29? <laughs> 27 28 like yeah maybe 29 he's not old he has the That's legs so of a 90 year old but whatever don't worry about that yeah all right my buy low is ch what what a surprise but um 3.3 fantasy points last week just wasn't really involved with the game script it was a big passing game he wasn't really in the passing offense um he was pretty much didn't practice thursday or friday with a with a shoulder injury so i think people kind of forget that that could be a reason why he was limited as well. But in, in week five, he was down on the one yard line twice. So he had five points in week five. You add two touchdowns to that um, total. We're talking about an RB one still today, but um, I think you can get him as an RB three. And if he bring, gives you back RB three numbers with RB one potential any given week, that's a win. Like that's what you draft this guy to be. If you can get that, do it. People see San Fran week seven, tough matchup, then a bye. I think it's easier to get him now than it will be um, after his bye when he gets Tennessee, Jacksonville, and the Chargers, all very weaker um, run defenses. So that's my buy low. Uh, I'll get right into my sell high, and it's Daryl Henderson, mainly because the K-Makers debacle, the news, anything that's happened with him, he won't play it down again here. So Henderson's the the guy, but he didn't play that well last week. He did get the touchdown, but Kyron Williams should be back after the week seven buy of theirs. And I know it's tr- it's tough to sell someone when they're on a buy. So um, I, did, I didn't th- see that before I even talked. So, but I just don't think he's that great. They lost Craig. I don't know who the lineman's name is, but he's out for the season. Their left tackle. No bloom. Which one? No bloom. Yeah. Yep. So that, their line sucked as it was in general, and they lose a starting lineman. It's just not good for the offense. They don't like uh, Dows. You said they pretty much get hit behind the line of scrimmage every play, right? Yeah, forty nine point five percent of run plays they're hit behind the line of scrimmage. Forty nine percent for yep, it works every time. And Malcolm Brown looked better than Daryl Henderson. Yeah, and you'll see his role progress even more probably after the Bobby, but, um, and this is a team that we said that they could bring in. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be CMC, but a running back. Yep. So sell him now while he has some kind of value because we saw him last year, even if he is the starter, he breaks down. Yeah. Um, I'm taking another guy just coming off a big week and that's Brandon. Ayuk, the wide receiver for the Niners. I just want to take any opportunity I can to sell. Ayuk in this offense, not that I don't like him. I mean, he's honestly not been bad this year. He's just barely outside of wide receiver two territory at wide receiver 25. And this, this week should probably push him even higher. But I think right now his value is just going to go through the roof compared to what it would be last week or what it would be in the future. So if you can go and swing him, even if I could do IUK for like Michael Gallup and like a, a fill-in running back, Isaiah Pacheco or something, I'd be so stoked to do that. I think that's like a real deal you could get done. Um, I mean, God forbid, if I could do Ayuk for CEH straight up, like let's do that right now. I'd pump that through. Um, Ayuk for Rondell Moore and Eno Benjamin until James Connors out, like something like that. I'd be stoked to do all those deals. So, um, definitely a guy that I think you should sell. I just don't, you don't, I don't see him turning 83 yards into two touchdowns every week. I don't see, um, the, the Niners continuing to throw the ball a ton, even with Jimmy G there. I think once Elijah Mitchell comes back, they really revert to a run first attack. Um, Debo had a real down week, uh, against Atlanta, which wasn't necessarily expected. They had to throw the ball a little bit more when they're losing in the game. So sell Ayuk before he never gives you 24.3 points again. Yeah. And Jeff Wilson had 0.5 fantasy points this right. week. The, the run game was erased early and like you said they're a run first team before anything so this won't happen a lot right i love this one craig this is time 
it is time. It is six full healthy weeks from for Christian McCaffrey, and it is going to uh, calm the nerves of some people, such as myself. But it's not. <laughs> like, I'm I'm staying grounded, and I'll tell you why. Because he had obviously not played the last two seasons, and and you know he he's. He's he's working through uh, you know a few injuries a, a couple of times this year. That like every time there's alert, Chris McCaffrey's got a, a small injury, and then people people uh, go all up in arms. <clears throat> well, he didn't have a touchdown this week, right? He has two touchdowns on the season. We're talking about you know he had 13 rushing attempts, 69 yards, great. You know it's it's that's good good uh, on the ground. Seven receptions, 89 yards, great. Yeah. Well, it, they're not using Deonta Foreman. They're not using um, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Like I can't, can't remember him now. <laughs> it, 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 and and they and they need to be doing that because this guy will break down. It, it, we've seen it year and year. It, you're out. It's going to happen. Next week they have Tampa Bay. All right, <laughs> talk about a team that's going to punch you in the mouth on defense. This is going to be it. Um, not saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell the future. I don't have a crystal ball, but it, it's six full healthy weeks of Christian McCaffrey and you are able to get something for him. You're able to get a lot for him. And if by chance he does get traded, it, which I think that Panthers should do, um, what'll be the problem is the money and, and how much they're willing to eat. And I, and I think that they, they, they will do it. If he gets traded, I can only see things being worse for him. The, except for one, which is what we talked about is the Rams, you know, it's sure if he goes to the Rams, but Henderson's, they're not going to treat Christian McCaffrey like they, that the Panthers treat Christian McCaffrey. They will use Henderson. Like it's, it's not, it, it can only get worse if he gets traded. And if he goes to, you know, a team that has already a decent running back, well, there goes all of Christian McCaffrey's value. There goes your number two overall pick or three overall pick or one, if you're crazy enough. And, <laughs> I think it's I think it's just it's finally time and you don't want that ticking time bomb to go off in your pocket um, of him going down for the season. It's you have the ability to do it and get something a lot for the guy. Do it. That's bold. Should have put it in the bold predictions category. There's no bold it. predictions category. So, <laughs> so it's going to be here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, if it takes some balls to move the RB3 on the season, but if you do it and you get the right return, love it. I love and probably it. the most, the most consistent back. I know he's not getting you the 30 plus games, but he's not giving you below 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not trading him for the scraps. You're trading him you're for trading him starters. I don't care if your team is one and five, two and four, or, you know, five, five and one, six and oh, there's, there's going to be a return. That, that you can get for this guy that's going to be two solid players. And if we know anything about fantasy football, towards the end of the season, we're all screwed with injuries, and we all need help. Very, very, very true. Yep, yep, yep. All right, going forward. Stop playing with my emotions. I guess I'll go first since, Craig, you just talked, but um, that's nothing against you talking. I'm sorry. No, it's that's fine. Not, it's fine. Mine's not even. Voice. I wasn't. I wasn't actually like even that upset this week. So we'll 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 okay. save mine. Mine. I guess it's this week and every other week. But wide receiver injuries. It's mainly Michael Thompson, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen since week one. It's, oh, he might play week two, but it's the th- Thursday night game. So who's back week three? It's week six. He's not even suited up yet. Michael Thomas has been on since week three. Every week, oh, he's going to play. He's going to play him and Jarvis Landry. Not playing. They're they're even ruled out for Thursday already. Wonderful. So, like we said, the uh, can't think of his name. AJ Green uh, treatment. The Doug Baldwin treatment. These guys are back any second. Yeah, and they're on your bench, and you're they're eating away. But again, guys, you can't really cut yet. But it's getting annoying. Like at least put them on IR if they're going to be up for six plus weeks. Exactly. And not only that, but a lot of leagues don't allow you to put an out guy or even a down IR, or yep. questionable on, on, on IR. It has to be IR. Well, so again, we, we saw it with the fantasy player with MT <laughs> just the last two years. Every week, right. oh, he's back, he's back, he's back. He's up for the year. It's like, yep. c- come on. And somehow this, this, this I am always, always the guy stashing these guys. MT, <laughs> AJ yep. Green. Like, 
friggin' A, I have no luck when it comes Joe to Mixon, then other people Joe do Mixon it for a while. <laughs> yep. yep. And other people do, and they come back in week two and they're the best guy in the league ever. Um, all right. That was me in like my early, no, yeah, my early days of fantasy football, like when I was a teenager, just always drafting um, Steven Jackson. <laughs> just yeah. like I'm yeah, always yep. gonna, I'm yep. always gonna wait. He's so good. He's so good. He's gonna when he plays. So when he plays, dude. When he went to Atlanta, I was like second round oh. pick every every yeah. draft I had. And yep, uh, I was huge on Stephen Jackson way back in the day. I used to love him and Frank Gore. Frank Gore was a great fantasy yeah. pickup way back when, but he at least stayed healthy. He still should fucking play. <laughs> he, he still has it <laughs> but, in him. Well, my he least that favorite, dog in him. My least favorite fantasy football. I guess maybe I'll just use this as my like stop playing with my emotions and just talk yeah. about it. It's like one of my least favorite um, uh, players of all fantasy time. Time is is uh, Arian Foster because I would always draft him to get hurt when he and was then hurt. like yep. then and there's another one too. I'll say his name and people will know it. Um, and and so Arian Foster, you know, goes off at the the last year of his fantasy relevance, and I'm like, I didn't draft him because I'm like, I can't keep doing this to myself. Can I get the next guy? Yeah, go ahead, David Johnson. No, well, okay, David Johnson's <laughs> a little different because he was yeah you know, first round pick, and then uh, after he broke his wrist, he was just never good again. Um, so he just fell off a cliff. But no, Doug Martin. Was, oh, was, yeah. was the roller coaster if I have ever, ever seen one. So, I mean, I had him for like two, three I forgot three about years. that. But then he would he'd dip off and then he would have a great season. And then he'd dip off and then he'd have a great season. <laughs> and you <laughs> got him always, at the, the, the wrong always year. Always the wrong time. Always the wrong year. Oh, man. That's always the worst. I, I've only ever owned Tom Brady one time and it was when he tore his ACL. And I was never drafting Tommy again. I'm not doing that to my own guys. Too tough. Yeah. Um. All right. My stop play with my emotions. We talked about it at the top of the broadcast. Robbie Anderson. You came out week one, man. He was nasty. Eighteen points, I think. Fifteen points, something like that. Great game. I'm like, this is what I signed this guy for. He's going to be great. And then he disappeared off the face of the earth. And now he's heading to Arizona, which kind of kills me personally. This is all about me personally. He's killing me in dynasty. Now I have even more Arizona players. I already have James Conner and Marquise Brown and Keontae Ingram and Eno Benjamin and <laughs> Daryl Williams. So <laughs> I, I, now I'm rostering the, I might just change my name to the Arizona Cardinals. You might as well. Um, and then, I mean, on top of that, he's, he's bringing a lot of baggage with him to Arizona. We've seen an offense that was operating, not the greatest for Kyler Murray, but Marquise Brown looks solid and consistent. Um, Adrian, Brown's irre- Adrian Brown is irrelevant. And then, DeAndre Hopkins was about to come back, and I think we kind of all knew what to expect, and that was an uptick. Now we throw this monkey wrench into the system with Robbie Anderson, his attitude, his inability to perform lately, and a guy who really doesn't know the offense and is out there reportedly running the wrong routes left and right. So if he can't pick up the offense quickly, and I don't think he's going to because he's not that bright, um, then I'm, I'm, I'm basing that purely off of that uh, video where he thought that the Panthers mascot was a bear. Um, if you haven't seen that, go watch that. It's hilarious. But if he can't pick up the offense, then the entire thing is going to be disjointed. And the last thing Kyler Murray, who's been struggling, needs is a wide receiver who doesn't know where to be and when to be there. So stop playing with my emotions. Read the friggin' playbook. Figure it out. Get on the same page. So just be consistent. Either be consistently good or consistently bad and get off the field and leave the league. That's all I ask for. So you can get relief huh dick I'll cut him yeah retire unexpectedly i will demand relief from the dod <laughs> i'll give him to you <laughs> collusion top shelf collusion top shelf collusion. Jeff, will, collusion jeff will literally play top shelf podcast 221 in our uh league meeting and call yeah. it collusion because we talked about it briefly <laughs> you probably texted robbie anderson and he listened 100 percent. or just ask will fuller to retire that's really where you should focus more Will Fuller, though, honestly, I think I'd, I think I'd have to eat that contract with the way that I've always operated and that I've always argued with people over dropping. Like I knew Will Fuller's injury history when I signed him, but he's not hurt. I he's did. just he's just on the couch. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and Call of Duty came out this week, so he's probably doing that with Kyler. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I was Will say- Fuller was playing Call of Duty with Kyler. He probably would have gotten a phone call. Yeah, so, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I was, I was I was trying to think of a joke at one point. It's, it, it'll never hit, but if something about Robbie Anderson and being good at COD too, and seeing if Kyler and him can gel on that, but I don't know, I don't know, it won't 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 hit. <laughs> Maybe they should squat. I'll work up. on it. I'll, 
I'll work I'll on the Thursday. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and figure something out. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the Monday night football game, it's 13 to 10 right now, I believe. Uh, yeah, 13 to 10. The Broncos. Yeah, Russell Wilson all of a sudden looks really good um, in that last last uh, drive. Big bomb but, to KJ but, Hamler. Yeah, but he underthrew that. that. That's a touchdown. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. He did. He underthrew it. That's, that's a huge touchdown. And now, yeah. But. But he's looked better than he has before. But Melvin right. Gordon is doing nothing on the ground. Three carries, mm-hmm. eight Neither yards. Neither is Mike Boone. Nor has he. Neither is Let Murray. Um, no. Jerry Judy so... has, I think, two catches, and I think Sutton has one. Dulcich Eck- is the leading receiver. Eckler's the only one who's done anything, and he's really just scored a touchdown. He has no real yardage to speak of. Yeah, receptions. That's about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that will do it with us for us. Thank you for tuning in. Again, podcast two twenty one. Getting into week six of a podcast probably Thursday or Friday. But uh, for me, Craig and Dows and Tom doing the intro, um, have a great day, night, afternoon, and stay fluid. Delice. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay